Hello everyone and welcome to this, another edition of the Dell and Keith show. I'm Derek Kermahan and as always I'm joined by my good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing mate? I'm good my friend, how are you? Aye, good, 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 well and Ian, well, well esteemed in this lockdown stuff now mate, aye? Aye, it's brilliant, I've been stuck in this for 10 weeks or whatever it is, you know. It's Magic, crazy. aye, obviously when we spoke last time I was still going in at work, that's not the case anymore, um, so I am sort of feeling your pain now but obviously not as long as you have. Ah, you're joining me in the working for home shift, eh? Yep, yep, loving it. Loving it, the kids running in every two minutes, it's great <laughs> fun. Ah, it's weird at the start, I, I'm, 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 like you say, I've been doing it for longer, so I'm probably getting into a wee routine and getting used to it, but at the start, I don't know how you find it, but I find it a wee bit weird, like, do you get up early and start early, or do you, like, get a lie in and start normal, and, ah, it's, it's weird, man. It is, it is weird, it is weird, um, as well, I've been sort of doing the... You know, the first thing you said, I would have been getting up early and crack, crack through it, um, and then spend a bit more time with the, the kids in the after, and the wife in the afternoon. But it's been, it's which it is weird. It's very weird. I like you're used to that office environment where you can go for a walk and talk to people. Aye, definitely, man. I found at the start I was doing that. I was like. I was getting up at my normal time and working for like half seven and stuff like that. Whereas now I feel like I'm getting more. Uh, lazy and I'm starting at like 10 past 9 and shit like that and just sleeping later like I'm staying up later like I'm like I'm young and at school playing Xbox to stupid o'clock and then lying in in the morning and that so aye aye, aye it's, it's a weird one it is weird Definitely. it is weird but hopefully we'll be coming out of this soon and we'll be able to spend a bit of time together rather than doing everything over the phone aye sounds good mate hopefully mm-hmm. yes yeah, so, so like today tonight um, we're going to be discussing um we're going to be discussing the gaffer pretty much, Keith. Do you want to um, whatever we chat about Stephen Gerrard? Um, obviously, this has just came up to his two-year anniversary, so we're going to dissect everything about his, his start to his Rangers career. Yeah, I like you say, just review the two years um, and, and see how he's been. I kind of, um, you know, it's, it's quite a good day because uh, he's, he's two-year anniversary. If I remember right, it was uh, Star Wars Day, isn't it? It's the fourth, May, May the 4th. Yep. Yeah, so, made a four five. Aye, plenty of well, I say celebrations. We'll review two years and see if it is a celebration. But I mean, at least it's Star Wars Day anyway. Regardless. Yep, exactly. Another another bad thing about that day is my wedding anniversary as well. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Aye, aye, fun and games. Aye. aye, aye. So, so like I said, Steve Stephen Gerrard's um, two years and he's and he's doing just ten years. So we're wanting to um, discuss that and just go go on for there. So will we will we crack on then, mate? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. How right. do you want to start? Okay. Do you want to start with um, what's the what's the first topic? I'll let you. Announce. I think I think I think the thing that we should maybe talk about first is just their initial reaction to him to him getting the job. Um, as well, obviously everybody knows who he is. He's a massive name. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the turbulent few years that we've had before that with um Pedro and Murty coming in and you know and things like that and wanting a bit of, wanting a bit of stability um in there as well. I mean. What were you thinking when we first? You know, I think it was was it not a night Champions League night, and he was he was on the obviously there was rumours, and it was a game on, and Stevie Gerrard was doing the the co- was doing the commentary in the studio for it, and the guys basically said, "So what about the Rangers thing?" And he said, "Gee, I'm in discussions with Rangers," and I was just like, "Wow, it's true." I could mean it was like it was a Champions League game before that, was it? No, and he was at he was at the Liverpool game with Dave King, wasn't it? Was that not? Yeah, his, remember that? That's kind of how I mean, some was, of the rumours were started. He, he, he was at Ibrooks for the old firm game. Ah, the 3-2 one? Yeah, yeah, he was at Ibrooks for the 3-2 game, um, which was um, 
so, so he was there, so he was sort of in discussions with him then, and people were just saying, no, he was just up because he's a fan, aye. you know. And, and um, he's golden, he's parling it, so he, was, he got me tickets, apparently. Yeah, so uh, he was just up just to see the game, and then obviously you've seen the European, he was at one of the European games, and um, Dave, Dave King was there with him, and then on when he was on BT Sports, he, he announced it was in discussions with the Rangers to become the to become the next manager. Mm. Um, so once you once you found out it was true and it was happening, what were you what were you thinking? Ah, I think that that's the important part, right? Because at the start, I think pretty much everybody was in a bit of like no chance sort of thing. But yeah. once we realised it was it was legit, I was I was pretty excited. Um, I think that he you've already kind of touched on it. He was bound to bring a bit of credibility back and a bit of excitement and you know stature to the club that we'd be yeah. missing with Pedro. I mean, nobody'd ever heard of the guy. You know, let's be honest. Anybody that says they knew who he was before was kidding on. Um, it obviously didn't work out. Marty was a, turned into a farce. Derek McInnes had turned us down. It was you know you're looking like Jesus, man. We've been turned into Derek McInnes. Where do you go? I mean, I was. I was expecting somebody's going to hack my champ man and phone me up and offer me the job. You know, it was that sort of thing. Like, <laughs> where do you go? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's Stephen Gerrard. And you're like, oh, man, that's amazing. So, no, it was really exciting for me. Uh, like I say, brought a bit, of, a bit of credibility and prestige and that back to the club. Guy's a winner. Um, yeah. So, I, I, that that's massive for me is the mentality at Rangers, right? You've got to, you've got to be a winner. That that suffered, like Paul Le Guin suffered for that and Warburton suffered for that. Guys that might have talent, you could make cases, but they weren't that, like, you need to win every game. They didn't have that winning mentality properly and, and this guy does. So that yeah. alone for me, I, I, I felt quite excited. What about you? Yeah, I was, I was the same. When I found out that he was getting the job, I was like, well, when he was first of all rumoured, I was like, "This is massive." Um, Stephen Gerrard's a massive name in world football. Mm-hmm. You know, um, synonymous with, you know, his, his reputation of being, you know, he, he expects the best out of people. He expects people to try hundred percent regardless of who they're playing, um, as well. And I only thought it was going to be good things, um, to come from this. I, well, I was hoping it was only going to be good things that came from it, um, in terms of getting someone like him on board. Obviously, he's building his reputation. He's building his career at the moment. He's still very young in his managerial career. Mm-hmm. He was only really this is his first major job. Um, he managed Liverpool's under 19s. Um, before this, which was or under 18s, I think. I don't even think it was 19. I think it was 18s, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, before this, did did that worry? Did that did that bring anything to you, or was it just more the fact that we're getting this global name pretty much on board? Did it worry you that he's this was his first managerial job. It reminded me a lot of um, Sunus, you know, sort of thing. This was soon, when Ranger Sunus came here. Um, this was his first pretty much managerial job as well when he came in as player manager. Um, if only Stevie came in as player manager. <laughs> totally, man. <laughs> that would have been, that'd been awesome. That would have been a, no, I yeah, think, did, um... that, did that worry you at all when he was, you know, like the, the fact that he was he, he, he inexperienced? Um, not overly. I kind of felt like it, when the remember the the press conference where it was all announced and launched and Dave King had said, like, this guy ticks every box apart from experience. I think that was a fair assessment. That was an honest assessment and that yep. that is how I would see it as well. The lack of experience is a risk. Every appointment's a risk. We've seen that with, you know, we don't need to go that far back before you go to Pedro yeah. and you see a risk. A guy who had more experience than Gerard at management anyway. So, um, no, it, it wasn't overly a worry. I mean, obviously the parallels with Sunus were 
were there from many reasons, you know, a Liverpool legend and all that sort of stuff. I think if his body, you know, wasn't he, wasn't he in titles, then he, the guy's got enough ability. We've seen that. It was just a friendly when the, the, the Legends game was on, but, you know, yeah. the guy's got enough ability to be the best midfielder in Scotland and if his body would let him and obviously it doesn't, and that's why he doesn't play, you know, he's in too much pain and stuff, which is fair enough. Um, but, no, I, I don't think that the experience was a major worry. It was a risk. It meant we would need to give him time to, to fit not only build a squad and, and, and all that sort of stuff, but also figure things out. And I think we will come on to reviewing his time. But, um, you know, I think we've seen evidence of that all through yeah. it. But especially in the start, especially the first year, there was more kind of like we stupid teething problems and stuff that you have to expect, you know. So we just need to be yeah. patient. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's a really good point there you make about people being being patient with me. You know, we don't obviously with a club like Rangers, we expect to win every week. However, on the other flip side of it, we've got this manager who's just learning his trade almost as well. So it's a it's a it's a difficult balance in that, isn't it? To try and get the two of them sort of working to get working in tandem. And we also need to respect where we are both uh, in terms of as a as a football and club. Um, like an attractiveness and also in a business we can't go and get advocate and give him 100 million you know to just bring instant success that's not where we're at no matter who we got we were either going to go for somebody like a a Derek McInnes or a Tommy Wright and go for somebody safe that knows Scottish football and hope for the best or we were going to go for somebody that got a bit more faith in and it was going to be a project manager you know that that was that was that was our two options we weren't going to go and get a a proven winner who's doing well with another European club or something like that it just that that wasn't happening right and we weren't going to go and get Neil Lennon for Celtic obviously so well what else do you do you know there's nobody in Scotland that's a winner and we can't afford to go to you know some of these European clubs and get one so it's either a project or you go safe so I think we did the best we could to be honest yeah yeah yeah, definitely definitely and then like you said one of the one of the things that um the attractiveness of him as well as potentially some of the some of the some of the players he could bring in with him obviously he's well we'll we'll talk about obviously bringing a a number of good experienced coaching staff as well very well respected yep um as well which is which was amazing to see these guys look like they're having a positive effect on the players and stuff like that as well, um, but the um, let's have a wee chat about the players as well. If that's all right with you, that's yeah, yeah. I want to go on to, um, as well. Now you've got a you've been your your stats man and stuff like that. You've got a few you've 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 um, worked through all the players that you signed, and we'll sort of have a wee chat if they've been hit or miss. Aye, pretty much. aye. So first question I've got then, do we count McGregor and Arfield as as Gerard signings? Because I believe they were kind of signed up in pre-contracts before he came in. Now that might have been but, before he was officially announced and he knew in the background and he says, yeah, definitely get them. I don't know. So do we count them? Yes or no? I would say yes, because he did. He did have the overall say on them. Right, cool. Before he signed. You, you agree with that as well? Do you think that was the case? I don't know. I genuinely, right. I, I, right. I think we'll if you them. go by what we know by by public, then I would say no because they were announced before he was. Um, but yeah. I mean, if if we were in the process of agreeing stuff with him, then in the background, it's it's highly conceivable that he was in fact uh, involved in the signings or at least give them the rubber stamp. The okay, I don't know. Yeah, right, cool. Let's add them in anyway, just for cool, just for this because we're we're talking about all the players anyway, so so we'll add them in so do you want to well obviously you, 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 well, we had a chat before Aye. before we before we went on air as well there was 
Gerard said four transfer windows, so you want to break it down to transfer windows? You're going to break it down just to the players, just to like goalies, defenders. Aye, let's just go through the players, just because there's so many of them, and try to figure out transfer windows is probably more of a pain in the hoop than it needs to be. Aye. To be honest, um, so in total, and I should say this is first team players, right? So I wasn't counting any kind of youngsters that we've signed in the period and added into the youth squad because there's probably been a couple yeah. of you know promising talents that have came in and joined the under 18s and stuff like that. So this is purely just guys that have came in with the idea anyway of contributing directly to the first team. Whether they do or they don't, we can we can debate. Um, but they've all come yeah. in as first team players. Um, so I'll go through them. So there's 30 in total that I've highlighted anyway. Um, right. If I've missed anybody, then my apologies. Um, cool. So start with the start. If you want to start the goalkeepers, we've got McGregor. So um, we, we've just agreed he counts. And in that case, yep. I've... Um, I flagged McGregor. So what I've done reaching him as well is just say if I think they're pass or a fail or a wee kind of question mark to say we we don't know yet. Um, and I, I flagged McGregor as a pass. I don't know if you would agree with that. Oh, I, hundred percent. I definitely, um, definitely would do class him as a um, as a pass. He's been he's been brilliant again. I think we we, we spoke about McGregor on this um, on the number of shows that we've done in the past as well. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't exactly have. Personally, man, I wanted him back, but when he came back, he's been he's been top draw, so there's no denying he's he's obviously he's got that still got that hot headed mentality about him still getting sent off against um, him and stuff like that. But who knows towards the end of last season? Aye. Not not this season. Well, do we call this last season or two seasons ago? Um, Tuesday, I don't know. Aye. <laughs> You know, stuff like that, but I would say it's definitely been a pass. Cool. Right, so what we'll do is just in the in interest of time, because there are so many, I'll fly through the defenders and you just say pass or fail, and I'll, if I disagree, I'll cool. shout. Um, yep. So, defenders, Borna Barisic? Um, pass, no. Yep. Cool. Golden? What are you going to start? Um, pass. Katic? Um, I would say pass, however I imagine that could be one that we could have a discussion about if that's a question mark or not. Nah, I think Katic has been a pass. I don't know that I think it'd be half to say otherwise. Um yeah, I think it, I think it's more the game time he's had. Obviously he's been in and he's been he's been out. He's quite easy. It, it seems like he's quite easy it seems like he's quite easy for Gerard to drop. Ah, well, well we'll we'll come on to reviewing Gerard's yeah. set, you know how he plays the players. But yeah, okay, cool. Uh Katic pass Hollander. Um question mark I I kind of I put a question mark and then I put a pass because when he I think we've I, I feel like we've seen enough from him but um, maybe he's just not played enough and we'll see right so question mm-hmm. mark I'm I'm fine with that um, Joe Worrell um, he's a he's a difficult one actually I I put um, a fail for Worrell to be honest mm-hmm. I think he gave me a massive hype and he um, very constant and the, the boy's very constant in his own ability Aye. Um as well, but I would, I would, I would go along with you saying he's a fail because you did expect more from him and he did make quite a lot of individual errors Aye, across those games. Yep. Next one should be easy. Gareth McCauley. Aye, fail. fail. Aye, unfortunately. Uh, John Flanagan. Flanagan's probably a... I put a fail. A, yeah, yeah, I would say, I would, I'm going to say a fail or a question mark. Um, you know, came me a big great, we always in England International. Came... Um, Aye, but obviously there was a number of games when he get substituted at half time. You're like, why is he even playing? I would say his standout performance was probably against Celtic. Aye, um, at Ibrox, mm-hmm. um, two years ago. Yep. Aye, but I would probably agree with you. Fail. fail. Matt Poster. Um, fail. Yep. And uh, George Edmondson. Um, question mark. That's what I put. 
question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it, we need to go back one quick. Andy Foff, goalkeeper. Sorry, Andy. Oh, <laughs> yep, fair, cool. Excellent. So, but he's loving life at Ibrook. And out the cold, you know what I mean? Well, he, he just does a warm up with him. I would love it. Best job in the world. Yep. So I think defenders wise, we've got, I mean, Bonner, Golton, Katic, um, you know, Hollander, Edmondson. I mean, you wouldn't really pick too much with them, you know. Um, it's just no. your Flanagan poster didn't really work. I think. Um, and then Warrow and Macaulay were always going to be short-term deals and didn't really work, but they were low risk. So I feel like the, the kind of bigger signings at the back, obviously all the money would have been Hollander and, and Goldson were, the, were the, the expensive ones in there, and uh, Katic and Warner weren't, they, weren't exactly cheap by our standards either, and they've all kind of worked out, yeah. so I think that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Cool, right, midfield, uh, Ajaria. Uh, fail. Who? Uh, um, yeah, exactly, is that it? Kent. Uh, pass. Uh, it's a tough one though, eh? you know, like he's been a pass, definitely his loan signing was a pass, but since we've, we've spunked the money on him, I'm not so sure, you know, it's, yeah. it starts to drift into the kind of, does he need more time territory, but uh, let's go Ken Pass, big game player. Uh, Glenn Kamara? Um, pass. Pass. Yeah, definitely Aye. pass. Steve Davis? I think at the start, I would have said, um, again, that would have been a pass, but obviously his performances this season, I would think he'd probably say it's been a question mark. I know, Aye. Um, Scott Arfield? Pass. Pass, definitely. Uh, and then I'll kind of drift in. Uh, sorry, Joe Rebo. Um Again, he was. He would have been a question mark. Um, but I think his performances towards the end, particularly that left-back performance at Braga, um, at Braga, I broke, you know, sort of leads him more to... Pass. I would, well, actually, I, I, I would maybe say pass, but he's still sort of... He's not kicking ass off being a question mark Aye. still because of some of his performances. A faint pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So now we'll drift into sort of winger territory type stuff. Uh, Gresda? Yeah, fail. Fail. Also, awful. Right. awful. Ojo? Um, fail. Jordan Jones? Fail. Um, uh, Jamie Murphy. So technically we signed him. I know there was kind of like a loan and then a, I wasn't sure about Jamie Murphy either. So we'll just include him because remember um, it was under Gerard where we permanently signed him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that as well. I think in terms of, I think saying he's failed, you know, as as because of his injuries and stuff, or the, the awful injury that he got. But before that, he was definitely would have definitely been a pass. Ah, uh, so failed um, basically under Gerard. Yeah. We signed him for a million quid. We played him like five games. He got the bad injury, and we've not seen him since. I don't think we could call that yeah. a pass. As much as he's no. got talent and he's a bluenos, and hopefully he comes back and he does something. But I think we have to be be honest with ourselves. Um, next one uh, should be quite easy. Brandon Barker. Well, yep. worse, nearly as worse as uh, Gresner. Jake <laughs> Um, fail. I put a question well, mark. I guess he was a he's he, he's a project player. Isn't uh, he? I, I, I'm not so sure. Um, I mean, I think he might be um, a future talent rather than a, an immediate hit. So I put a question mark next to Hasty. I felt the only thing the only thing that worries me about Hasty is the fact that he went on loan and then he gets sent back at just at Christmas. Uh, but I think that that team got a new manager though and changed their tactics and stuff, mm-hmm. and he wasn't getting a game. So Rangers recalled him, I think, because it was like a right, death for both parties. Enough. So I, I think he was he was doing well ish in the first half, and then I think they changed tactics or changed managers or something. I can't remember the details, but I don't know. I, I, I still think question mark. I think we need to give the give the kid a chance. Good maybe Marv. Yeah. yeah. Um, Happy with that. Greg Stewart. Um, probably a fail. See, I, I put a question mark. I, 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 I had a fail, I had a pass, and then I 
just cancelled it and I put question mark. I don't know. I think we maybe yeah, need to see I more. Think that, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's probably why I would fail him is the fact that he's he's been a bit very much a bit part player, mm-hmm. but when he's come in, he's looked all right. When he's come off the bench, but it's when he starts. That's the one spell he does. He's, he's not started very often, but um, when he has started, you know, it seems like he starts. Then we don't hear from him for three or four weeks. Aye. Um, Giannis Hadji. Um, pass. Pass. Aye, put a pass. Um, again, in 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 my tradition that I've been sticking to, I missed a midfielder, Lasana Kulabali. <laughs> Yep. Nice and easy. Right, attackers now, this is where it gets really interesting. We've signed, or Gerard signed, Kyle Lafferty. Phil. Master Deke. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he was in the Euro- Europa Phil. League uh, team of the groups or something. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? He, he was bagging uh, him in for that. I think he was only second behind Alfie in terms of goals in the Europa League. Um, crazy. Anyway, sorry. Know. Right. Def- so def- definitely, definitely. Can't argue with that. Um, Jermaine Defoe. Pass. And last but no means least, Florian Camberry. Um see question mark there. Ah, put question mark. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know if he knows who's paying his wages, he's probably sitting on the door. Aye, exactly. Um he's, he must be terrified about next season coming, where's he gonna be? Aye, aye. Uh, right, so that's that's has been through all thirty signings. We roughly agree on the pass and the fail. So I'd done a kind of quick percentage based on my pass fails as I went through and the question marks. And out of the thirty mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, I've flagged up that we have a 40% I had 12 passes um, which is 40% mm-hmm. 14 fails which is 47% and the remaining 13% is the, 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 the four question marks so out of 30 signings I've got 12 passes that sounds pretty poor yeah but yeah it, it's it's really interesting actually doing that when you when you when you break it down right um, but well. Other thing I asked about why I asked about McGregor and Arfield, this is interesting, right? Take the uh, the two years under Gerard, the two two or the season and a half, whatever you want to call it. I had the their best five players, arguably, right? But I think four of the five are, are stick ons and, and then the fifth's an, a, a, an arguable one, right? So top five I had McGregor, Tav, Jack, Morelos and Arfield. Now I added Arfield mm-hmm. just, you know, because it proved my point maybe. But if, if we say Gerard didn't sign McGregor and Arfield then you could say he's not signed any one of our top five players in the, in the, in the two years under him. Because, I mean, I think Tav, yeah. Jack and Morelos have been unarguably three of the best five players. And obviously we know yeah. that Gerard didn't sign him. Now, McGregor and Arthur is probably harsh, so we, we agree he did. But that means he's, out of those, he's, he's signed two out of five of our best players and everybody else he's signed is... Although we've got passes... Out of the 12, nobody else has really stood out. I mean, maybe uh, Bonner for the first half of the season. But apart from that, yeah. you wouldn't say that any of the ones that we've said are really jumping off the pages like, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Actually, when you when you break it down like that, about how... And the um, other element, I, I, the other way I looked at this as well was money. So the, the, big, the big money signings, like big, big money... Kent, Hollander and Goldson were the, the three, you know, they're, they're, they're quite a bit above everybody else. And then Katic and then Bonner. Um, I kind of felt like of those three, I mean, Kent, Hollander, this season have probably, you know, had flashes, Hollander mainly due to injury. Yeah. And Goldson obviously is, is inconsistent and he's got that kind of, sometimes he's good in the big games and then a, a diddy in the wee games and, and that sort of thing. 
again, I'm, I, basically what my point was, are we convinced by any of the big money signings? Well, no, if you think about one of the major big money signings that he'd done was Gresna. You know, we spent, what, two, two, and a, two and a bit million on Gresna. And, you know, he ended up being a massive failure um, at the club. So, again, it's a... It's, it's really, really... It's like I'm, 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 I'm pretty... I'm, to put them in a bit of context, I did a bit of digging about, and strangely enough, a, a good average um, for kind of signings that work out. Now, obviously, you can break down success in a signing by any one of a million different metrics, right? So it's, it's really, really, really complicated to get any stats in this that are of huge relevance. But I, I kind of I, I looked at a, diff- a couple of different ways of breaking it down, and I, I think. Um, Around about forty percent is actually about average. So, so right, okay. basically, I would say that, that Gerard he's probably just below average. It's, I think if I looked at the three ways and ran some numbers and then amalgamated the numbers, I was coming at like forty-two percent was the average across different things. Right? Um, he's at forty percent. If you don't include Arfield and McGregor, it goes down to thirty-six percent because those are two passes. So, I mean, it's you know you're, yeah. you're talking forty at push, right? So let's just say forty. So he's just below average, but as a new manager. Um, another thing is before we get too down, and I feel like he has definitely um, the overall squad is better, is deeper. We've got yes. more quality, yeah. and we're seeing him. You know, we're improving every. No, maybe not every window, but you know, like probably have been improving every window. If we're being honest with ourselves, yeah. so you know, like as much as it sounds grim when you look at the figures, unexplainably, it is actually always getting better. You know, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, like going from going from signing Umar Sadiq one transfer window to signing Jermaine Defoe is a massive improvement when you when you look Aye. at it. Um, you know, from from what they've done, but that is it's pretty good. It's pretty interesting. And when you think about, I think we are you know we're sort of thinking Stephen Gerrard name, and like obviously like we mentioned before, but he is a brand new manager. <laughs> you know, this is something he's never done before in terms of anything like this. You know, um. Obviously, all the boys were at Liverpool were already there, so he just had to work what he was given with. Whereas now it's his time to mould and develop these guys. Aye, and he'll be learning. I mean, the, 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 uh, it's easy. Like, anybody can, can watch a game of football or whatever or look at stats and say, this guy's a player, right? Like, you know, Sadiq, for example, we made a bit of fun of him earlier, but he's probably got a decent goal record, you know, if he's getting signed by Roma and he's banging them in in the Europa League. The guy can obviously score goals. He's probably got decent stats. So that's fine. What Gerard will be learning is... I need to look. I need to speak to these guys. I need to look in the whites of their eyes and see their character because they play for this club. It's more than just your stats. Yep. It's you know. It's do you have the courage? You know, can you handle the pressure? Can you, all these different elements to it. So, I think that considering he's has been improving the squad, his numbers are run about average. I I think it's actually all right overall. Although yeah. you know, when you go through them, you're like. Oh man, these three's are dog meat, but they're not really. You know, we're probably being harsh. We're probably looking at um, some of the guys and calling them fails, but in fact, they're still better than what we had two seasons ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If they were in that fair. squad, that's they would probably be fair. the best players. You know, maybe maybe, maybe not. But yeah. um, so I don't know. It's all relative, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But that's really interesting. Really good to see that. Um, to see that as well. Now, should we? Should we crack on with the the leaking the leaking cup and European performance? Right, let's go. Let's look at let's look at yeah. how things have went in the league first. Then, if you want, we'll do league cup and then yes. Europe in that order. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Do you want me to kick off with stats? Let's go for it. 
Yeah, go on. Let's hear it and then we'll right, discuss it. Cool. Nice and easy. Stephen Gerrard's Rangers have played 67 league games. They've won 44 mm-hmm. for a one percentage of 66. I've just rounded it to the nearest one. I'm not going down to like point yeah. zero whatever because I think it's, it's like 65 point something. But I've rounded up 66%. Mm-hmm. I think that's... That's okay. not bad. I mean, that's that's decent, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so, I, uh, he's won two out of um, three games. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think um, the only thing is, obviously, that we're aware that we are a massive club and we expect to win every game. And it's like the games that he's getting beaten um, are the games, you know, that well. We're expected to win. Aye, aye. But I think I think a lot of times, which is which is a disappointing. Well, the disappointing thing. That's it, right? So we've lost thirteen games. Now, see if you take in the league, forget anything else in the league. Rangers, wait here. That's right. This is crazy. Um, well, not crazy, but it's a bit spooky. Rangers under Stephen Gerrard have played Celtic six times. Right. Both yep. teams have won one nil at home. Both teams have won two nil at Ibrox, and both teams have won two one at Parkhead. Wow. So it's a fairly, you know, we've been a fairly matching. It's just if you the, go head to head, it's just the fact. Like if we, if that had been like a, a, a an aggregate tie last season, we would have beat them by a goal, and this season in the league they'd be ahead by a goal. So I mean, there's there's nothing yeah. in it, you know. Like played six, one three, lost three. The score lines, as as we outlined there, are you know, in, in a weird way identical. Very similar. Um, yeah. So it is that it is the other teams, like you say, that it's the it's the losses to Hamilton at home and shit like that that's hurting us. The standard getting beat off Kelly as Aye. well. Well, um, that's the thing. I mean, if you look at his record against teams like Aberdeen and Kilmarnock, it's honking. And then you look at the record against Celtic, yep. and it's Ichi Peachy and Kansas itself. It. It's mm. crazy, it's crazy. But again, that's a thing with a new manager. Obviously, that's going to happen. But. You know, some managers do say that they have these bogey teams. You know, like if you look at Wenger and Stoke, you know, he had such an awful record against Stoke as well because they know how to play against him and his team. You know, is that the case that these guys, obviously we're going to talk about tactics later on, but did these teams figure us out very early and know how to play against us? You know, that's something we'll talk about. We'll cover that. that You're right. But a 66% win percentage is, is very good when you consider he's a brand new. Franken do at the box Aye, manager and signed thirty players in two seasons. I mean, it's a whole new squad, right? It's a whole it's a, it's his squad. Yep. He can't he, he can't he say if it doesn't work out, it's on him. There's no you know inherited a bag of shit. Yeah. none of that. Um, but the other thing is he. So so if you look at it, I think that the first season was was in, was very inconsistent, right? Lots of ups and downs, fell off a cliff a wee bit, notably after Christmas for a spell. Second season, great yep. first half where pretty much does nothing wrong. Um, I, I mean, apart from maybe losing the cup final, which we'll come on to cups in a minute, but, um, you know, like, that aside, the first half of the season, league, Europe, everything was phenomenal. But again, Christmas yep. break and the league form, we'll talk about other things in a minute, but the league form does that thing where it just falls off a cliff again. I don't know what that is, but that's that's two years in a row. We've yep. pretty much, um, we've, we've went into the Christmas break Win our game in hand and we're top of the league, I think, both times. And uh, we've we've chucked it away by February, pretty much, which is wild. You know, you can maybe maybe the first season you're like, right, okay, he's 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 new. You know, this this would happen, but it happening two seasons in a, two seasons in a row is very concerning. Aye. Yep. 
Um, now, when you look at it as well, um, obviously the season's been, obviously we're all aware the season's been stopped now due to the um, coronavirus pandemic, but before that we were, you know, 13 points behind them um, in the league. Still, we still got a number of games to play, but I think we said this before, it, you know, was was it likely we were going to catch them? Which means it would be two seasons in a row where we've had, we've done amazing. We bet them. It's, we, we beat them twice at Christmas, um, just after Christmas, and then after the, you know, the the um the break in January, we just our asses. And that's the thing is that our asses collapsed before the third old firm game. So before we've had a chance to play them again on the park, we've chucked it. We've, we've yep. landed them. At, um, yep. So. I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. You're, you're right. It's uh, it's 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 strange. I don't know what's 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 causing it, it is, but it's definitely it's, a worry. It's quite it's, it's worrying now. Aye, it's definitely worry now as well. Do you want to crack on? With, then we'll just talk about the the cup performance. So we'll get a negative and then we'll go into a positive. Aye, I was going to say cup performances. It's <laughs> quite easy. It's just not been good enough. We've we've not we've not done any nah. of well enough in the cup. I think the. The cup final was an anomaly, right? That was one of those days in football where we could have played for 15 hours and dominated and no scored. That happens. You know, sometimes you're you're just maybe not clicking in front of goal or the, their goalie has a world day and we had both that day, I felt. Um, but we were by far the better yeah. team. And that happens in football. What yes. one of the most one sided defeats you're ever going to see, you know what I mean, for the for the for the losing team. We were phenomenal, just couldn't get it done. But everything else Aye, everything else in the Cups has been honking, to be honest. Yep. So we've been to one Cup final in the two Aye, years. I mean, Aberdeen done us in both, both uh, things yep. in the first year. And then, obviously, Hart's performance this year in the Scottish Cup was totally unacceptable. No, Nowhere near it. Yep. I mean, aye, where do you even go with that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's definitely not been good enough. It's been... Horrible, like I said, the cup final is a bit anomaly, um, as well. But other than that, it's been, it's, it's nowhere no, good enough. No. Cups, especially for a guy who's no. done so well in the cups as a player, he's just no, just doesn't seem yep. to get it. Um, and and his record at Hamden, and I'm no, I don't, I don't necessarily buy into this from a or Rangers or shit at Hamden nonsense. But but Gerrard's record at Hamden's terrible, and and I think that can be a yep. thing. I'm not so sure that is a thing for for a club, but it can be for. It sounds daft, right? It might be the same, but it can be for a manager or a group of players. Not necessarily. I yeah. don't think it takes every Rangers manager or every Rangers set of players. But um, aye, so I, I don't know. A wee bit of a worry on the, in the cup front. Yes, definitely, definitely. So yes. Europe, um, good so, news then. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I think he's it's. Um, do you want to get any stats? So we just I've got stats and then we can talk um, about it if you want. So right, cool. Let's I, I go. Played thirty-one. 115 for a 48% win rate, drew 12 uh-huh. for a 39% win rate, and lost 4 at 13%. And I've got one more stat for you. 16 clean sheets, 52%. 31 wow. games, 115, 16 clean sheets. Wow, that's still I, going. I think that's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Um, um, I know the win yeah. rate obviously is notably lower, but again, you know, phenomenal. I mean, if you look at if you look at um, look at our run to Manchester, see that see the run we hardly we hardly beat anybody. It was mostly draws that we go <laughs> because uh, you know the away goals and stuff like that. But it got us to you know it got us to a final, um, you know during that time. That's an unbelievable record that we've. First of all, we've played so many games in Europe as well. 
um, over that time. It's been a phenomenal um, achievement that the guys have gotten to get to the quarterfinals this year, particularly Aye. from, you know, the same again, you know, the qualifying. Aye, starting in January. But that's the thing. So if we take <clears throat> teams who have played two legs, the, the best teams who have played, uh, Villarreal in the first season, and then you'd probably say Feyenoord and Porto this year. And over if if mm-hmm. those were two leg knockouts, and include Braga actually, so the four four best teams have played. Um, they either Braga's case it was a two leg knockout, but the others it wasn't. But if it was, we would have went through in all of them. With you know, what I mean, even if it yeah. was, like in the Villarreal instance, it was two each there, now now at home, we go through and away goals, stuff like that. You know, what I mean, like we we would have we would have went through against them all. Obviously, the fifth team. Uh, kind of elephant in the room in that regard would be Leverkusen and we're 3-1 down but we're still yeah. got a second leg to go we all know how it's going to go but um, unlike the Scottish Premiership we're going to hopefully see that one out uh, and get your day in court such as it is so um, and that's yeah. the other thing I mean we spoke about from a, a league perspective before Celtic were almost definitely going to win this league but it, it wasn't over do you know what I mean? So it shouldn't have been stopped. No, exactly. It shouldn't have just been handy to people. Yeah. And the good thing is, hopefully, uh, UEFA seem adamant that they're going to see this out. So we'll, we'll get a chance to go to Germany and win 3 0 and go through, you know, like that. Okay. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing that, that mm-hmm. record. I mean, only four defeats in 31 games. That's, and that does include Leverkusen. That's some good. Do goal. you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, the, the, the crazy one was probably that stupid, what was it, 4-3 in Russia? That was wild, man. Wild. Yeah. Uh, you spoke about that, we watched that up at your place. Uh, in disbelief. Um, as well. Yeah, exactly, it was mm. happening um, as well. So that should have been an unavoidable one. That could have been, that was definitely, an, that could have been an Young boys are way and all when you're one yeah. a lot in cruising and then have his two brain farts inside like two minutes. Yes. Which was the same against that. I remember against uh, that Moscow mob we were, Three two up should have been four two up at half time, and then within sixty seconds, you know, two goals in a minute, and the second midway through the second half, again two brain farts, yep. and we just have these wee wobbles, kind of like like a pet team, you know, where you just conceding blitzes. Aye, that's mm. crazy. As um, but the, the clean sheet record as well during these games is. Just... I, wish I thought it was going to be pretty good. That's why I, I looked at it in that stat as well, and I couldn't believe sixteen man. That's brilliant. That is. That is. So Europe's been, Europe's definitely been a highlight of Stevie's um, Rangers career so aye, far. Aye. Um, getting us to a Europa League quarterfinals from the very start again, and then you know the season before that as well, getting us all the way through to where we did as well mm-hmm. was just um, um, sensational. So that's been a definite highlight. What do you think the difference is then between Europe and? you know, the cup and, you know, the league is, is, is a less pressure on us, do you think, in Europe to perform and just go and play football? No. Well, I mean, yes, there is. And I'm I'm sure it's part of it, but I don't think it's the biggest factor. I think if you've... I, I, I threw a couple of examples at you. If we merge two together, so you look at our head-to-heads in the top four European teams I mentioned, and you look at our head-to-head against Celtic, to me, that tells me that it's not uh it's not that we're scared of big games or anything like that. Um it's it's a it's it's more a tactical thing, I think. In the sense that mm-hmm. we set up in a style that's better we're a we're a counter puncher, right? Uh, that that's that's what we do. Yeah. But when you're fighting somebody that's just gonna you know, if we use keep the boxing analogy on, somebody that's just gonna do the rope a dope and lean against the ropes and 
try to counter, you know, like, yes. and you're a counter-puncher, guess what happens? You end up with a boring-ass fight and nothing happens. Uh, and, and that's what happens in these games. And then some of these teams catch us with a lucky punch. You know, that that's literally what happens. How many times have Kamarnock or Aberdeen done that to us? That's why Derek McInnes has got Gerard's number, because he just goes, we're just sitting our blokes in and we'll get... We'll get a free kick or a corner and a big man will win a header and then we'll just sit back in our box and you kind of break us down. Um, yep. and, and that mm-hmm. to me is the, the biggest thing. And that that's nicely takes us on to, you know, what do we need what do we want to do different going forward or what do we need to do? Um and one of the things yeah. I've put as something to discuss um is diversity of tactics. We need we need to be yes. able to have a, a, a different option and I feel like Tactically, Gerard is Mark Warburton. It's like we need to do plan A better, you know. He just sticks to the same thing. <laughs> That's a bit harsh, actually. Sorry, it's a wee bit harsh, but um, he sticks to the same style. You know, it's a fair, it's, it's, it's a fair comparison, even though it's slightly harsh. But it's a fair comparison. Warburton was the same. You know, Warburton refused to change his tactics, um, and it seems like Stevie's Stevie's the same. You know, he's 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 done it. I can only remember him changing it. Once, unless I'm mistaken, that was against Motherwell at Fort Park when we went three back, and then we, we switched that round very quickly. Th- this is where um, it gets a wee bit tricky, though, because like I don't think fans will, will always point to formation because that's what's easy to see, but tactically, formation is like the least important thing. Um, it, it's more mm-hmm. about the the style and uh, tactically, again, there's, there's nuance. It's you know, what do you how, how, who do you pick and how do you play them? You know that that's obviously quite a big factor, and we do we do nuance that a wee bit. So we might pick um, slightly different players and ask them to play in slightly different ways, but it's, it's within the same style. And that for me is where we need to change. And and sometimes a change is yeah. as big as that. It does materialise itself in a formation change. So although formation is the least important, you know it, it is often a sign that right we're going to try a different style here. So. You know, and like that's that's the problem is we we try to play the same way all the time, roughly. Which is putting the ball out to the fullbacks, particularly Tav and Barisic, and try to get them to whip a ball in for somebody to lean on to it. You know, that seems to be quite a a popular choice of Gerard. It's like you say, we 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 attack in the same models all the time, and that's where if you look at yeah, we we touched on it, the teams that we struggle against, and what's happened is. Certainly, the second half of this year, um, or second, you know, whatever, uh, is that we struggle to score because, like you say, teams have figured as it they know, right? Okay, all you do is give them a bit of space wide and pack in the box, and the boys don't make it, or you know, like, or we double up on Tav because uh, Bonner's injured, and you do that, and you strangle that side, and then you know, Flanagan or Halliday or somebody's going to offer you nothing on the left, and we don't have something, whatever it is, right? There's different different occasions. Tav has been injured, whatever, but. We're too predictable going forward, and we've no scored goals, and that's what's cost us. We've not conceded anymore, really. The second half of the season, you know, we were running about the same average, but we've no scored any goals whatsoever, um, and and that's yeah. that's where it's hurting us. And we're just too predictable, I think. And we need to we need to diversify our tactics a little bit. We need to go, you know, what this isn't working, so we're going to try something slightly different. We're going to go two up top. We're going to try and put Hadji in the middle and we're going to play two we are ten behind them and we're going to play through the middle and get clever runs off your off fields and stuff like that rather than try to go wide or you know it's, it's that sort of thing I think we need a different option no saying we need to be doing it every game but we need to have that option that in different games we play it or if, you know after an hour if we're, if we're not winning we switch to it whatever it is I think that's that's a that's a big thing we need to, we need to change yeah 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 we need, we need to know how to adapt and 
or you know overcome these silly defeats. Uh, exactly, it's like you said well. earlier. It's it's the wee crazy stupid daft ones. That's where it, that's where we're losing the league. It's no, it's not the big games. Um, well, I mean, some of them are Aberdeen, and I don't know if you class that as a big game, but um, it is it is these games. It's not the it's not the Celtics. It's the Hamiltons and St Johnsons and stuff like that where we're throwing away stupid stupid points. Yeah. 100% mate 100% that's a massive that's a massive bit and it seems like that's been a, a fault in trade of a few Rangers managers before him as well so what I say we just hope that he's you know this season we're able to adapt and overcome, overcome Aye, totally well. that, that's it and that, that's something that we need to we need to figure out how to, how to how to turn these teams over because otherwise I can tell you right now Kilmarnock and Aberdeen are going to cost us a league again you know what I mean if we don't figure this out yeah. Um the other yeah, thing I thought I've yeah. said going forward is it's a pretty obvious one, but we we need to improve the squad. Um, touching on what we just said there, we need more need more goals, more creativity, whatever it is. We definitely need to add quality. Um, well, all over the pitch, really. You know, if, if we're being honest, but we need to improve yeah. the squad. Uh, squad depth, I feel, kind of hurt us a wee bit at times. I know this year, whereas Celtic, you know, they get an injury, they pretty much switch like for like almost in terms of quality a lot of the time. Um, so we need to in, in, yeah. uh, improve the, the quality, the depth, and we need to get more goals for sure. Which, if we lose Alfie, you know that yeah. looks likely, or it looked likely. I don't know. No one knows what's going to happen in the current climate, but um, aye, that, that would hurt us. But we need to we need to replace those goals and add more because you know it's it's we're too reliant on Alfie, and it's not enough goals regardless. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, Alfie sort of fell off a um, obviously before this as well um, so uh, he was a massive one we were relying too much on the one person the other thing that sort of worried me as well is like you mentioned if we lost a Barisic or a Tav that was a pretty much a, you know our, our options in terms of attacking fullbacks at the aye, aye. look at our stats you know, in the first half of the season it's, it's Tav and Barisic that are getting all of the assists and it's Alfie that's getting all of the goals Obviously, a bit facetious yep. with those other players contributing, but I mean, not nowhere near the the volumes that, that those three are. That that's their assists was, was those, and obviously both uh, Bar, uh, Barisic and Tav got a decent amount of goals, and Alfie got a decent amount of assists. So between the three of them, that was pretty much an attack. Yeah, yeah, which is right. very worried. Like you say, as soon as one of the three's out, then the you're, you're cut. Yeah, yeah, right. that's really. That was really interesting actually going over that, um, going over the you know those and the the overall stuff um, as well. When we have a chat about next aye, season, aye. then um, so obviously we we're aware there's a number of players that have already left um, and got announced um, last week. Um, so West Fordingham's leaving, Halliday's leaving, Flanagan's leaving, Hole, Jordan Rossiter, and Jack Anik. Um, with the six players yep. that have been announced to leave, um, Ojo's put something out in his social media. Basically, ah, he's not coming back. Let's be honest, his loan deal's done. He's not coming back. No, um, no. And we, yeah, we touched on. Yeah. And, yeah, I did ah, say we, Jason we, Holt we, as well. And we touched Jason about uh, Camberry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he knows what's happening with him, so we've obviously no chance to know what's happening with Camberry. Um, yeah, I think his loan will probably end, and he'll end up playing in League One in England somewhere because I can't see him going to Hibs. Right. He'll, he'll go back to Hibs the way that he left. Um, the way that he, you know, the way that he said this Aye. was a great thing. And since he's been at Scotland, he's always wanted to play for Rangers. So they'll know be they'll know be welcoming him back, opening nah. their arms. That's for sure. Um, as well, and would we 
would we would we take him? You know, that's another. I don't know. I mean, I if we're going to lose Alfie, then I don't know. He's a, he's a handy guy to have a bit. Put it this way: if somebody says to you, um, "Why did we sign Kyle Lafferty?" Then that kind of utility man in the attacking positions who can come on and get your goal or upset teams with his physicality or his his pace or whatever. Is there something there? I think so. I mean, he's going to cost you, but relatively, yeah. he'll, he'll not cost you much, and he'll not be on a you know a crazy high wage. So, I think we could we could find a space for him. He's a he's a useful squad player, and I don't mean that in the sense of you know he's all right to have a bit, but he's not good enough to come on. He is, I think, he's good enough yeah. for for most of the games at a level. Um, so I don't know. I, w- I would probably take a punt on him, but you just it, it's just yeah. that has to be. Uh, you know that's the that's the that's the reason you sign him. You don't sign him to replace Alfie if he's our only centre forward. If it's him and Defoe next season, then we're we're humped, right? We're in deep deep shit. Um, yeah. But if but if he's yeah, there, right is that kind of come on and get 15, 20 appearances and get you ten goals or something? Like that, you know, five to ten goals. Then you're like, aye, ah, alright, why not? He done his wages. I think. Yeah. Aye, um, obviously, so, there's been a lot of chat. Yes. Do we expect that to be announced within the next few days or the next week or two or whatever? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Rangers have got first option on him um, as well, and he's, he's done very well. He's a fan favourite. Um, my only concern with Hadji being that if we signed him, we'd play him out of position. Mm-hmm. We'd play him out the wing when he's clearly. <coughs> he's obviously done that out the wing the last, um, you know, the last few months there that, he, that he's been at us, but. Um, he needs. I think if we're, if we're signing him, we need to play him as a ten, not a seven. You know, not out in the way. He's far more effective in the middle and mm. the hole. They are playing on to somebody like Morelos if we're able to keep him or whoever we. And have maybe that goes back to the diversity um, of tactics as well. We're talking about, you know, and this kid, this kid could be our best player. So, I mean, for me, it's yeah. any manager you play your best player with their best, and then you know find shit out when about them sort of thing you know and I seen something in Sky Sports where Ancelotti was saying that um, Zidane made him change how he saw football because when he was as a manager he was 4-4-2 4-4-2 4-4-2 then he, he started you know he's at UV and he's got Zidane and he's like ah, this guy doesn't fit into this model and he changed the model because this guy's that good yeah. you know and I'm not saying Hadji is Zidane but relatively he might be right he's he's that for us um, and maybe you just need to be yeah. This four three three, uh, maybe I need to tweak it a wee bit and maybe try the three in a different way or I need to whatever right, you know. And, um, I I would I'm with you. Yeah. I would I would sign the kid and I would I would give it a try. Right, worst case scenario, it doesn't quite work out and you can go back to sticking him on the wing and getting out on what you're getting out on. But I think he would offer us a lot more uh, through the middle and especially guys like yeah. if you've got Arfield who makes intelligent late runs. Dare I say it? That kind of Frank Lampard thing where he you know he gets beyond a wee bit later, and that's brilliant for splitting defences, see, see if people are sitting deep. Well, yeah. a runner for deep, that late runner who's unmarked, that's a good way of breaking down defences. The other good way is running at them. Hadji's good at running at people through the middle, because he can go either way, right? He's got left foot, he's got right foot. The other thing that's good is, well, just take a pot for distance, and again, the kid can rattle them for miles out yeah. with both feet again, so he's all sorts of threat for these teams that we struggle to break down if you play them through the middle, so I think you've hit yeah. the nail on the head there. If we're going to sign him, let's spend £4 million or whatever, but play him as a 10 and see if like, a genuine 10, we free roll right in the middle behind an, an Alfie, behind two strikers, whatever it is, you know, like that's what I would do as well. Yeah. 
Um, and I think if he's going to do that, he needs to do it as well. He needs to do it consistently. He can't just do it for one game and then go, oh, that didn't work. Let's go back to, you know, what we know if we're doing this. He needs to, you know, he needs to stick to it, you know, sort of thing. He needs to give it a chance, you know, rather than going back to all tried and tested, which is an easy thing to do um, in terms of anything when you're, when you're changing. You know, no one likes change. And if you're changing the team about and then you're changing it, you know, it's very easy to go back to going, no, let's just keep it as is. We've done, we've done all right with it. Have the courage you know, to, to stick with it and learn adapt. to make yep. it work rather than, like you say, try it once. Oh, it didn't quite work. We drew that game. Uh, okay, let's just, we'll, we'll, sh- we'll shut, shut it and go back to 4 3 3 and, you know, you're in the right wee man and that sort of thing. That's a good shout, mate. Yep, I think, again, you've, yes. you've nailed it. It is. It's one of the other things I just wanted to um, talk about about next season is obviously now we've lost. Um, West Forden mm-hmm. was a Aye. very good um, number two. You know, I think I think any time that Wes played, we didn't have any problems with him um, coming in and being a very steady replacement for McGregor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a different goalkeeper, but um, you know, we were quite happy when he. You know, I wasn't I wasn't concerned nah, no, when really. he came in, Aye. which is a usual case when 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 a, when a number two comes in. Do you see us signing somebody else? I don't think Robbie McIlroy is going to be a number it, two. It, well, the other thing is, we, you touched on it, we got rid of Jack Hamwick as well, so that's us two goalies mm-hmm. done. Um, mm-hmm. So that leaves Andy Firth, who we spoke about earlier, who's just a warm-up guy. I think he's, you know, he makes sure the gloves have got spit yeah. on him, I think, for McGregor. So, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's so tough for us to tell because we've not seen anything out of Robbie McCrory. I mean, he was doing all right at a few games he got on loan at Livy and then obviously the league got pied, so... We'll never know what, what what was going to happen there. I, I think it's a gamble. Do we do we take the gamble? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Or do you go and get another stopgap and send him out on loan for a season and get him football and then bring him back with a season under his belt? Mm-hmm. That feels like it's it's probably yeah. the better option. Um, considering everything, for me, I would I would probably go and try yeah. and sign somebody that's half decent, give them a one year deal, just sit them on a bench and send Robbie McCrory on loan. If it was me, that's what I would do. I get him a Premiership. I, I think the thing with Robbie is he needs to be in a Premiership club. No, he needs Aye. to go back to Liverpool. The only tricky team. thing is if um, there's going to be like no fans, then it's you know how, how valuable is the evidence, the, the experience going to be? And I don't know, you know, like it's tricky. We've yeah. not seen him as well, right? You know, we're not the goalkeeping coach, we don't see the kid every day in training. He might be ready, that's the caveat. But for what I've seen, I would say send him out on loan and get somebody in to keep things ticking over. Then, yeah, 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 I think that's fair. So, you know, we're sort of right. nearly running out of time here, mate. We'll be trying to wrap this up. So, you, you also, um, given a score at a 10. Um, for Gerard over the last Aye, okay, right. Seasons. So just quickly, in, in terms of overall stats, so his win rate in general is sixty percent. Um, Walter's right, first okay. spell, his win rate was sixty-six percent. Dick Advocate's right. win rate was sixty-seven percent, and Walter's second spell was sixty-three percent. So, I mean, it's mm. probably really, really high standards to compare them to, to, to those two coaches and three spells. It's but so, it, it, he's yeah. not that far away. 60% isn't he, isn't he that far away. Um, so um, in making my no. decision, I picked three highlights and three lowlights, right? So highlights, uh, lowlights first, actually. Uh, no trophies in six. He's competed for six domestic trophies. Yep. He's won none. Uh, 
I think struggle with the Scottish style. We 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 spoke about that. For me, he's been a massive low light, just not getting it, not getting it against the the the, the kind of lesser teams, if you will, and uh, a lack of consistency is something that I feel has been a low light. But yeah. he's added quality and depth to the squad. Um, we're seeing a marked improvement yep. across the board, and uh, that is helping us in the big games and as uh, the great uh, exceeding expectations in Europe. So all of that, I've went with a five out of ten. But he needs to get it right next season, or he's at a job. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I was, I was sort of going about the the sixty five plus um, plus uh, a ten mark as well, and I think that's a massive one there as well. What you said. If this goes again next season, the way the way it's went the last two seasons, you know that's totally that's totally unacceptable. Oh, I, I mean, if he if he watches for the Ibrox dugout, is Celtic going to get another treble and hit ten in a row? Then let's not kid ourselves. Stephen Gerrard or not Stephen Gerrard, the guy's not going to be the Rangers manager come you know June twenty twenty two or whatever the fuck it will be by that point. Twenty one June twenty one. Aye, that one. Aye. Yeah. 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 So like I said, massive and still, yes. still some improvements, but we've, 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 we've done, you know, we have got better, but we still need to go that I, extra step now. Um, you know, this is his third season now, he needs to... He, he does. He that, that's the thing. He has definitely improved us. He's got us on the right path. We are heading towards where we need to be, but this season, he needs to arrive us at our destination or he needs to get a dodge and we need to get somebody else in yeah, definitely, definitely, mate. But that was being that's that that was. I really enjoyed that last hour, sort of discussing that, and um, as well. And um, so all I can say is, Keith, mate, thank you very much. I know, just mate. Really good that. It's good to be. We've been missing obviously for a while, so it's always good to get these get get a chat on the go. Yes. So no, I loved it. Thank you. Yep, definitely, and we'll be back soon, guys. So until then, you all stay safe, Keith. You stay safe. Are you too? You and the family, mate. Stay safe. Yep, cheers.